Hey, what's up? I think now is a good time for episode 77, part two. Let's hit it. Don's Pinball Podcast is maintaining an effect and somehow keeping my sanity and energy level as high as it could possibly be achieved here at the Pinball Expo. So day two is in the books, and what an amazing day it was. I'm going to recap it real quick, and then I've got some interviews I'm going to get to that were conducted today that I want to get released in a timely fashion. So the day started at, at 8 in the morning on the show floor. We were invited by Ken Cromwell. Ken Cromwell and all of the fantastic people with Jersey Jack Pinball to play Elton John in the flesh, the platinum edition, which is, you know, equivalent to their limited edition from before. And then a collector's edition. Uh, we're both available to play one collector's two platinums on the show floor. And, uh, you know, I got to put some time on them. This isn't a review. This is just early impressions, but my takeaway for the game is that it's fun. It's fun. It's got the music of Elton John in it, and it shoots really good, and the ramps are very, very interesting. It's, it's a game, um, you know, I need to play it more before I can do a full reveal, but there, there's some interesting ramps there. On the right side of the play field, the extreme right, underneath where the ball, you know, launches uh, when you shoot it uh, from the, you know, launching shooter, uh, it's got the Rocket Man ramp. Uh, I think that's what it's called. That's what I'm calling it. It's lined with rope lights. It's fantastic. So there's a drop target that protects it. Once that's down, you can shoot underneath that upper flipper. Um, you don't have to move the flipper out of the way. There's a there's an opening for it. The ball will lock and stage, and then a, a kickback will shoot the ball up this rocket ramp past a giant plastic rocket, which is all you know lit up with lights and everything. It crosses in an arc across the back of the play field uh, to the left side of the cabinet where it wraps back around in almost like a 360 and then yeah, kicks out and ejects uh, straight. I think that's the one that goes straight down at the flipper. I'm not sure. Um, no, I think it just curls around and drops. I ha- Again, it's early impressions. That was so fun to hit every time I got it. I was very satisfied with that shot. There's also a cross-field shot from the upper flipper that sends balls up and maybe back behind the the back of the play field uh, to a physical ball lock in the piano with the animatronic uh, Elton John uh, little figure. He's in his glitter Dodger suit. It's amazing, this Dodger Stadium suit. Fantastic, man. Um, that was fun. That was satisfying to hit a, a, as as all heck. The orbits felt good. The shots felt fair. Um, you know, it didn't feel like it bricked. The the flippers did not feel weak at all. They felt strong. I was able to keep sending the ball or all around the place. You know, I wasn't plagued with multi balls. It was satisfying to get the multi balls. So you know, this is a win for Jersey Jack. This is a game that I enjoyed much more than Toy Story. I enjoyed it more than Godfather. Um, I I liked Elton John. Uh, Elton John's twelve thousand dollars and fifteen thousand dollars right now. If that's in your budget and you think this would fit good in your game room and you like glitter, this is the game to get. Um, now, I didn't play a ton of modes or anything, so I can't comment on any of that, but the brief time that I spent with it, you know, I played it three or four times. I enjoyed the game, uh, and it is an Elton John pinball machine. That should tell you whether you know you, you like it or not. You should definitely play this game, absolutely. Um, I'm putting quarters in this. I'm putting dollars in this when I see it, uh, so that's my first takeaway. I would like to play this game more. Um, and I'm hopeful to do that. So locations, I need you to go and get collector's editions and platinum editions and put them out there so I can go and play them. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what shakes out down the road in the market in the next six to 12 months with this. So, you know, the Jersey Jack team is very proud of it. None could be prouder than Jersey Jack Ranieri himself, who was dressed in a head-to-toe sequin Dodger outfit, light-up tennis shoes. I got to post the dang pictures, man. I, I can't believe I, I, I've been missing on it so far. What an incredible experience I'm having here at the pinball. 
uh, exposition. We gave away with the first raffle basket at uh, Spooky Pinball's booth, so congratulations to the winner. I hope you enjoy all the stuff. I've been giving away prize packs left and right, stickers and everything, high fives, daps, hugs. Uh, people give me beers. It's been a great time here at the exposition. Um, I managed to do some interviews, and I would like to get to those here in a bit. Uh, finally, the end of the day, uh, at the, uh, the, I keep wanting to call them balls of fun, the, uh, barrels of fun pinball mixer, uh, where they had, I believe about six, uh, newly freshly unboxed labyrinth machines, um, all up on free play. Uh, so people could really get there and join. There must've been 600 people up there. There was pizza, there was cookies, there was a cash bar and we were having a good time, answered a lot of questions. Um, and I live streamed the entire event. So go check it out. That is on YouTube right now available to watch. Um, I streamed the entire event on one of their machines. Everybody went through there. Bowen Karen's blew the game up with his, his death save from hell. I, I couldn't believe it. it. It's all on there. So if you want to watch some gameplay, you know, the overhead lights were very strong. There's a little bit of glare across the middle of the play field. Um, but you can hear, you know, hopefully the, the call outs, the music and get more of a sense of the gameplay as casual people are playing it. People of mortal means, um, like myself. So that is up there. That book ended the day. Uh, the middle of the day was spent running all over the place, back and forth, conducting these interviews. Um, we had a, a great time with everybody. Uh, but the the art of Brian Allen is amazing. Go check it out. He's got an alternate translate for for Bram Stoker's Dracula that absolutely kicks socks, man. This thing's amazing. So I'm not going to hold it up anymore or belabor the point. Let's get to the interviews, and then we're going to kick off the final full day of Expo tomorrow. I am exhausted, but I'm having the best time. Thanks to everybody that's come up that says they listen to the podcast. I'll get to that after the interview part, but you guys are just awesome. So this first interview I'm going to set up, this is with Rudy from Pinball Brothers. Enjoy. I have something absolutely special here that I'm very proud to bring to the world of Don's Pinball Podcast. I'm here with Rudy, direct from the Pinball Brothers, uh, makers of fine pinball machines such as Queen and now featuring Ellen Ripley edition of Alien Wide Body. It's amazing. Welcome, sir. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you for having me. Oh, perfect! Yeah, so we're recording here locally at the uh, the, the traveling Don's Pinball Podcast Studios. I've seen this game that you're bringing out now. You've you've come back with Alien, that wide body game loaded with pop bumpers, loaded with nostalgia for the movie. But we now have more Ellen Ripley in it, right? That's true. Yes, for the first time. <laughs> So I, I saw the back glass. I was one of the first things we saw. Um, Ellen is up there on that huge back glass in the loader fighting, you know, that B word, alien, you know, knocking her back. And then it just goes from there. Um, and, and in addition, there's art new on the uh, the side panels of the cabinet as well. Yes, it's, it's all uh, a totally new art package. Yeah, and it's, it's just about finalized. I saw it still said pending license or approval. So That's right. we're right at the cusp of like having yes. this thing ready to go. We, we did everything to bring it to Expo. So uh, you'll forgive us if we don't have everything planned out right now, but we're really just doing this deal. You know, with licensing, there's some things that are totally out of your hands, you know, and, and deadlines that sometimes need to be pushed. But I like what I'm seeing so far with it. You know, Alien's a game that's always been fun to play. It's very atmospheric, you know, yes, of a game. Uh, yeah, well, it's no surprise that it won a Best Pinball Award of, uh, for uh, game integration mm-hmm. last year. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, and, and it looks even better now because in, uh, in addition to the art on the cabinets, there's also new sculpts in the game from our friend, Lior, from The Art of Pinball, now That's officially right. partnering. You know, So that you don't have to go out and pay $600 extra for his specific mods. They're now coming direct from the factory. 
Um, you know, so there's the frame around the uh, the mini LED screen that's in the uh, in the play field, and then also the xenomorph sculpt is new. Yeah, the uh, the sculpt is the same, but the uh, hand paint is, oh, okay. is new. So he's doing them hand by hand, doing Perfect. all of them. Yeah, perfect. And then you know, his other, you know, big reveal for this is a topper. Yeah, that's crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the internet's gone wild about this thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, is it a topper for a pinball machine or is it a diorama for my shelf? Like, I want to have this on my desk at work, you know, just so I can look at it. Well, of course, you need the pinball machine to make it work properly because it's going to move, it's going to light up, it's going to do all stuff. That, yeah, that yes. you control with your gameplay. Right, so it's a, the the tail whips back and forth. From what right. I heard, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they're quite functional on the. Well, it's sitting on a desktop right now. It's not plugged into the machine yet. Um, it is actually, but it's not doing anything yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that that code is pending licensor approval as well. <laughs> but that'll be yeah. Ready we're, to go. we're still working on the integration. We have some other add-ons as well, and mm-hmm. and they're uh, almost integrated, but not quite. Yeah. But all of that will happen uh, until the machine ships. Perfect, and I saw some other accessories that are available now too. There's like a, a lighting beacon flasher kit, like exactly, for, for yeah. the gameplay itself. Yes, and then if you um, already have an LV version, you can get the topper and just put it up there, and you're ready to go. Exactly. And then if you have the SV or the new Ellen Ripley, um, there's another upgrade to add those same beacons that the exactly. LV has. Yeah. yeah, and then they integrate in there. So, so like if you were looking for the definitive <laughs> version of this game to pick up, you know, you know, and you don't want to go for the LV version, you know, here's one available for you. Um, the new code also came with it, right? Yeah. Um, is that code ready to go now? No, not right now, because uh, as I say, we're working on the integrations. That's a, a really big part of it. Um, uh, of course, we could do a, a semi-update right now, but we're saving that for the for the actual shipment of the machines. Okay, okay. And now when that's ready to go, will it um, all come out at once, or will it be kind of like a phased release with further updates? Um, you, we're constantly working on updates so that that won't be finished. But for this shipment, I think it's scheduled for mid-November. Uh, so this is uh, the, the machine, and then there's the update as well to, to all of the other users. Okay, so if I was to walk into the factory here in northern Italy, are, are these cabinets being put together right now? Yes. Okay, and it, is it everything except for the, the final art, or is the art going to be approved? We're just waiting for the ink to dry. We're, to, we're just waiting for that. It really was a matter of timing. We just had to push because of uh, Pinball Expo, of course. Okay, okay. So if I call one of your listed distributors and order one now, um, yeah. they'll be put together reasonably in November? Definitely, yes. So if I was to email Jeff at madpinball.com and say, man, give me the Ellen Ripley. Yeah, certainly. That's, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. And um, have I you- mean, of course, with the, with the demand that's coming up, especially at that price, uh, we don't really know whether everyone is going to be served by Christmas. Sure. As, as to be expected. But yeah, we're yeah. doing the best we can. We danced around it. Let's mention the price. I mean, <coughs> surely a machine of this caliber should be commanding about $11,000, yes. I would think, in the box shipped. But uh-huh. I, I think there must have been a misprint or something yeah. because the tag <laughs> on the back last says 7995 Exactly. Which, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that's below $8,000. That's true, yes. For just, a, wa- for a wide-body that. alien. Yes, there you go. <laughs> with then subsequent available topper, brand-new code, Brand new art, new full back glass, yeah, yeah, uh, shatterable glass, and and ready to go. Yeah, um, it's it's really a celebration price. I would I would say. Yeah, we, we've extended the license. We're really proud to do this collab and uh, to renew it, and so it, it really is a a price that we fought about a long time, and now we're getting heat for that. Mm-hmm. If we'd put twelve thousand on it, we would have gotten heat. 
so we're getting heat anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so as long as you're not going to win, just do what you want to do. Exactly, and make, yes. I think by far, you know, the most people are going to be very happy with this. You know, and, uh, I mean, the, the game itself is gorgeous. It's atmospheric. It's a full wide-body cabinet, which when you have it between your hands, I mean, you can really appreciate that. Yes. Um, it, it's, and I've got, like, a renewed interest, you know, coming back to Alien now. Now that, you know, I, I'm a much better pinball player than I was the first time I came across it. Um, you know, so I'm actually able to complete some of the modes now and, you know, activate that Xenomorph and he still comes down and grabs the ball or she, you know, pulls it in for the lock, which is just such a great moment, especially if you, you know, you care at all about you know, the license in the movie. Yeah. Um, the movies. Movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you decide from moment one, whether you're going to play the first movie or the second and they're all in there. I mean, you're, you're, you're like over delivering here. Love it. Sorry. <laughs> So, um, so these games are being made, and then um, are they coming over in batch shipments to the U.S., or is there a separate uh, shipping fee if I want to get it to my house? We haven't really worked all of that out yet. Because you guys have a, a, like a, a production center or something in the U.S. now, right? Yeah, the, you know, it's, a, it's not a production center. It's a, a mainly support and parts. Okay. So that's connected to a shop where you can actually pre-order the, most of the add-ons and stuff. So if you're interested in pimping your LV or SV, you can do that with shipment from US. Oh, okay, so so that'll be make, something that'll ship here, and yeah. so it doesn't have to come through, wait through customs. So that's nice. Yeah, that's we, we decided to do that because um, people are always anxious uh, if they buy from uh, somebody foreign. Uh, is it going to be long shipments? Is it going to be expensive? Is there going to be uh, proper support? Yeah, and we're good. we're doing all that all the time. So you have support now in the US. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can go either through your distributor or your straight you know, to, to get parts. To the parts, yes. Okay. Fine. But usually, I mean, uh, uh, we have prided ourselves in, in having excellent customer support. Mm-hmm. So where whatever issue there is with the machine, Sean's going to take care of it. Everything's fine, and that's what you read on all the forums. Perfect, perfect. So in, in terms of numbers, there's not like a hard limit on this as far as the numbers, but maybe True. maybe time, like... That's right, yeah. You, you have to think in uh, production capacity, really, because uh, we are still doing uh, LVs, we are do, still doing Queens, mm-hmm. we're doing Rhapsodies and Champions, and there's going to be another model probably coming out next year. So um, you always have to think how many parts are we going to have to actually make a production run, and when that's done, uh, st- there may be still some demand, and we don't really know when we can start the next run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, are, are queens being produced now in the of new course. factory? Okay. Yeah, so, sure. um, and is that where they were being built before? And then now there's an official partnership or um, ownership? No, they, they, they moved actually for our partnership. We um, founded the um, Euro Pinball Corp. Mm-hmm. And um, for doing that, um, we teamed up with Pedretti and they um, moved to a bigger space. So they have more production lines. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, so that's great. So uh, aliens are rolling out. November's when you'll be able to get them. Under $8,000 right now. And is that landed in the U.S. or is there still, do you have to kinda, uh, figure out your I'm, final price? I'm, I'm not sure on these on these uh, details, but check. You'll, you'll certainly check with your distributor. That's no problem. You'll, right. you'll get there. Perfect. I, yeah. I, think it's, uh, I think it's eight plus shipping. Mm-hmm. And then it depends, of course, on where you live. If you live on a remote island, you'll see it's going to be more expensive i'll need to go over and do some quick live streaming gameplay of the lv version over there or not the lv the the ellen ripley the er version <laughs> and uh you guys got a sheet of voodoo glass in there right now i just walked by it at the booth and it's yeah it's, that's just because i shattered my finger <laughs> 
every accident could have a silver lining. Yes. <laughs> I was going to play it off, but yeah. yeah. So there's a sheet of voodoo glass in there now, and, and, and <clears throat> it really does change. You know, there's absolutely no glare, even with the lights that are on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go back there and get back in line and go play it. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you guys want to talk about? I know you, you let it slip there a little bit <laughs> that, that we do have uh, a new product, a new we, SKU line coming. We, we have so much stuff coming that I don't really know where to start. That's the real problem. We're, we're doing uh, some uh, alternate um, translate art on Queen right now, oh. which you can have a look at because it's right next next to the other machine. Oh, okay, okay. It's, I was wondering if I, there. I was wondering if I missed something with yeah, uh, if that was like the Rhapsody version. I never oh. noticed that before, but no, that no, is a new translate or backlast. That's, that's new, yes. All right, and, and that is pending approval too. So we're we're in the middle of a lot of things. Perfect. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you know you still support your your prior releases. You know, with accessory updates. Sure. You know. Um, you know, and they're not necessary to gameplay. You don't have to get these, but if you really want to pimp your machine out, you know, you're, you're there to serve. So that's fantastic. And these accessories will now be landed in the U.S. to ship from there, so there'll be less, you know, hassle about going through customs and getting held up. You know, for for those of us here on this side of the pond, we're trying all we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Anything else you want to shout out or anything that we missed here? I, th- I think I'm sort of. Uh, I like to. To do a, a shout out to the uh, Pinball Expo crew, of course, because they, it's really awesome. These guys are fantastic. I've been having a great time, you know, with everybody too. Yeah. The event is incredibly well organized, and I've just been bouncing like a pinball myself from booth <laughs> to booth. And you know, time is just flying. So get down here if you want. There's we still have uh, two more days of Expo going. Um, there's giveaways at the booths. Games are here to play. Come check it out and hang out with the Pinball Brothers. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, thanks. Man, that was fantastic. Go get yourself an Ellen Ripley. Uh, next up, we've got a conversation with my friend and yours, Andrew McBain of Pinball Adventures, purveyor of Punny Factory and Elements. Go check it out. It's on the show floor. I spent some more time on it today. Uh, here are some more of my thoughts here in a bit. Let's get to it right now. Oh, next up for the games and fun, I'm sitting here with Mr. Pinball Adventures himself, Mr. Andrew McBain, traveling down from the frosty shores of the uh, British Columbia Territory of Canada. Uh, you're here with a new game for us, sir. That's, that is, that that's is correct, John. Yeah. We're here with a new game for everyone to see called Elements. Elements. There's four of these elements in the game. Wood, metal, fire, water. And earth. Oh, and earth. Oh. There's a fifth element? That's the fifth element. And is this the rumored fifth element game that we've been asking for? <laughs> <laughs> you've heard the call and you've stood up, sir. So, fantastic. I was at the booth today, and you know the, the classic standby punny factory is right there. Flipping, going nuts, smash the puns, have a great time. But right next to it, we've now got Elements, the follow-up to Punny Factory. Yeah, and so um, there's uh, you know, based around five elements again. But talk a little bit about the gameplay. Is it is it mode-based with these elements? What am I doing when I'm playing? We decided to make the <laughs> game somewhat like a version of, of uh, the best way I can say it is like Taxi. Uh, the game in Taxi, you have to do five different things, and then you complete the, the game, and then it restarts over again. So what we've done with Elements is that we've taken the individual at the start of the game would choose whether or not they want easy or a hard mode, and then they choose, let's say they choose the easy mode. Then they basically have to go through five different elements using three of the characters, which would be Valkyrie in the beginning, the ninja, and then the knight at the end. And the whole goal of the game is to achieve the pure element. Once you've achieved the pure element, you basically have to go through the hard mode again, uh, doing all the elements before finishing the game. 
Oh, I see. So, yeah, I didn't really see the breakdown of, like, what made it the easy mode easy, what made the hard mode hard. I just went with yeah. easy because of my mediocrity when it comes to, you know, flipping accuracy. Yes. <laughs> there's lots of training modes uh, as well. So there's five training modes, and then there's five battle modes that you have to complete before going to the final element. And the the training modes, from what I was following along with, eventually they will self-complete if you don't complete them on your own? That's correct. On the uh, easy version, okay. uh, if you don't complete it within the time frame of, I think it's 45 or a minute uh, that they give you, depending on which mode it is, uh, you automatically get it completed for you. But in the hard version, you have to complete the modes or you have to redo them again. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so that makes more sense. And, and it corresponds to the inserts that are down there, you know, near the apron, Um and then it looks like uh, I played two of the modes here so far. The water one I'm familiar with, where you, you hit the captive ball back and forth. There's That's like there, there's like two solitary Newton balls, and then a captive ball that swings there back and forth for water. Uh, for wood, it looked like it was more orbits that I'm hitting. That's correct. There was two orbits. You have to go through the orbit once, and then twice, and then a third time, uh, and that completes the uh, the element mode. Okay, and then and then during the game, I was able to play a little bit with this kinds of this in game currency you have, this gold coin. But I didn't see how that you know, incorporates into the gameplay yet. Like, what do I do with that coin once I hit the drop targets? And get so it? what ends up happening is that we have a mode that if you go onto the upper play field, there's uh, three drop targets and there's a stationary target up there. As you're hitting the drop targets uh, on the upper play field, every time you hit all three drop targets, you get a gold coin. Uh, get 10 gold coins, it lights extra ball. If you get 25 gold coins, it'll light special and give you a free game. The... Stay a stationary target that's up there. You basically hit that, and on random, and this can be set in the uh, <clears throat> this can be set in the settings. Excuse me, uh, that uh, randomly uh, it'll give you an extra ball uh, every ten shots or every twenty shots. But that's up to the operator to decide uh, what percentage the extra ball would pop up. And you're basically forging the gold. And on your apron, you will see how many gold coins you've achieved, uh, how many uh, tree uh, tree elements you've uh, received when shooting the top pop bumper. And there's also, uh, you know what, I forgot. There's also something else <laughs> there that you can achieve as well. Gems. I think there's some gems in there you can achieve. Yeah, there's like several different you know territories yes. within this game. You know, and I found myself, you know. You know, just just kind of focusing and shooting on that right ramp for a little bit, then yeah. focusing on trying to get either the orbits or up to the upper play field to play yeah. around. So th- there's really an elementary elementary playground here, correct? All underneath a giant uh, dragon sculpt that's stuck to the back of the play field, and a witch's hand. Oh, the witch! Yeah, the purple witch's hand that yeah. moves. Okay, I haven't seen it move yet. I need to go back and, and play some more. And the infinity mirror. The fear. The infinity mirror is a hole. Well, a seemingly hole down to infinity in the middle of the play yes, field. Yes. Which does change color too. Um, Interacts with the ball depending on which side your ball is being shot and the targets and the upper targets or lower targets. The infinity mirror will will pulse on that particular side. Yeah. So now you mentioned the the screen that's on the apron down there, and I wanted to comment on that. Let's talk about the the design of the cabinet itself, which is a departure, a clear departure from what we traditionally see in that the, the back glass is just one straight sheet of back glass. There's no LCD monitor in that back glass. But what you have is a nice topper monitor yes. made out of that same thick lacquered birch plywood, you know, sitting up there, continuous with the back box. And then there is a screen up there, which is pretty uh, visible to folks, you know, around watching the player. A player yourself, you have to kind of crane up, but you've gone ahead and included a smaller screen um, down on the apron. So that's correct. Uh, we decided to put a topper with an extra pair of speakers up there, so you really get that quantif- quadraphonic sound coming out when you're facing the machine. 
with the screen on the top uh, of the of the top or of the machine. Uh, that's basically for spectators to see what's going on in the game, and also it would run loops of whatever element that you're fighting. Uh, I would run a loop of the element, for example, going through the forest and the woods. Uh, wood element and it would be uh, maybe a firestorm if you're defeating the fire element uh, the screen at the bottom of the play field is basically there for scores and showing your achievements and uh, showing you know any extra ball that you would get or what to shoot for we try to implement a lot of call outs in the game and a lot of flashers so there's a lot of old style flashers in the game that flash and basically show you where to shoot one thing i will mention is that uh it's very interesting bringing a game to a Pinball Expo and getting the opinions of lots of different people. And even myself, that uh, I noticed that the back of the playfield was very dark uh, when we first set it up here. And one of the reasons for that was that when we were playing the game in our warehouse, we have these bright lights, obviously, so we can see everything. And I never thought about how dark it might be in the back of the playfield uh, when we were bringing it on location. So... So it's great to get a lot of different feedback, a lot of different shots, and a lot of different things, and, and more light shows that we can add to it, and then go back, and in a couple of weeks, we can just modify everything to uh, hopefully please everyone. Yeah, so I, I, th- I think the way we can help you know, get elements to where it needs to be is by gameplay, and so the gameplay yes. testing from this weekend, being at Expo, and getting all these hands on it, and other objective opinions, you can then go back with and kind of fine-tune everything. That's absolutely correct. I will say that Jack Danger came over and played our game. And I thought he was going to critique it a lot more. And he said he absolutely loved it. We shouldn't change a thing except add one stationary target. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, there's a kind of an eject off that right ramp. Correct. It comes pretty fast, shoots across the play field, and then right now seems to favor you know just a regular uh, you know metal ball guide area. But a target right there would be much more satisfactory, kinetically speaking, I think. So. Yeah, take that and run with it. I am in agreement with Mr. Jack Danger here. A departure from what I... No, I'm kidding. The guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're, you're taking the deposits right now uh, for elements if you'd like to commit to one. Uh, $500 is what you were asking. Um, the sale price between the two versions, 6500 and 7000 Still coming in under that $8,000 mark. And then, uh, you know, you kept the same... Uh, you know, cabinet quality that you had with Punny Factory. I mean, I love that thick birch plywood that you use. I love that lacquer on it. You can look at the back of the machine, and the thing is, like, just beautiful. I love it. Thank th- you very, thank you very much. Yeah. Actually, what we've learned over the uh, over the past couple of years is that we've learned to improve on the cabinet by um, we we and we we were getting a little bit of chipping on some of the corners, and we didn't know how to uh, how to how to fix that problem, and the why it was becoming a problem was because we were clear coating and sealing the panels on their own and then sticking them together so what we've done is we've done that but we've taken it a step further and and assembled the cabinet and once the cabinet's assembled we add another uh, clear coat uh, coating on top of that and that seals all the cracks and all the corners and so we've eliminated the chipping but we've uh, enhanced a few other things including uh, uh, including a, a new rail system that uh, pops up the play field which is Quite, quite similar to a, a Capcom uh, one that you'd find in Flipper Football or uh, the other game, Break Shot. Uh, okay. It's a very simple uh, mechanism that uh, allows the play field to stand on end and for you to work at it and uh, remove the play field. And we're still keeping our, uh, our, um, our frame that's at the bottom. We have a cage system that uh, encloses everything uh, that you can basically take your whole play field out and sit it on the table and work on it. 
And, um, yeah, a few other little things that we've done that uh, makes our pinball machine a little bit more uh, eccentric, I would <laughs> say. Yeah, well, you were setting up, and um, you had the play field out there. Uh, I noticed you still have the interior cabinet graphics, too. Like That's yes. continued over from Punny Factory. So, you know, there's not only a world under glass. There's a world under the play field. Take a look down there. <laughs> that is correct, and yeah. we've decided to, uh, you know, also clear coat the inside as well and uh, protect the graphics <laughs> that are inside there as well. And then, so for anybody looking at, you know, photo or video that have that have posted of elements, you'll notice you don't see the typical speaker grill or speaker inserts on the back glass, and that's because you stuck with the design that you had with Punny Factory, where the, it looks like the back box cabinet speakers kind of uh, are side facing, and, and they come out of this other you know grill that's uh, you know almost like ninety degrees to the orientation of the speakers, and then the sound comes straight out that nice wood you know frame that you have built there. Uh, that's correct. Uh, I would think of it. Uh, sort of like uh, uh, there was an ear on the inside. It looks like this look, looks like an ear on the inside of the, uh, the the cabinet on the inside, and it's basically hollowed out. And the speaker goes into the sides of the inside of the cabinet, and then it's forced to shoot its way out directly to the player's ears. And we found that the player receives the best sound quality uh, when the speakers are like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a neat design, and you know, and I haven't had any audio quality issues for sure. So. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, how the, the, the code ends up finalized. I know you're still, um, you know, uh, messing around with some of the, the sound effects and uh, the music. So once it's all integrated more, especially with that uh, improved lighting for the back of the play field, Correct. you know, I, I can't wait to see what you come up with next here. Well, I mean, we'll do a few videos in the next uh, two or three weeks and you'll see all the improvements. I think that's the best way to convey it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. great. So get hands on with elements this weekend schaumburg illinois it's pinball expo everybody it's hey, like the, the biggest one of the year here don't forget we have punny factory still available get your punny factory get both of them come on i mean you know fill out your game room here <laughs> andrew will do you a deal and does your price still include domestic shipping unfortunately we've had that was only a promotional thing when we first released the punny factory uh, and I believe 20 people got the free shipping. And uh, now we've backed off of that, and unfortunately, we've lowered our price a little bit and uh, hopefully to compensate for the shipping. But now we have Mad Pinball as one of our distributors mm-hmm. uh, in the United States, and uh, you know he'll be happy to ship for you uh, from the United States, and it'll be probably a little bit cheaper. All right, perfect. Well, thank you. Anything else we forgot to cover here before we get back to the booth? Uh <laughs> Thank everybody for their support, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I couldn't have done it without my team. Uh, I'm nothing without them, and they're basically nothing without me. All right, Andrew McBain, Pinball Adventures and team, thanks so much for bringing us an element so we can play and another punny factory for people that haven't had a chance to get their hands all over that machine and that crisp birch plywood. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Peace out. Thank you so much, Andrew McBain, for coming up to the Mobile Recording Studio to give us that great insight into your process. Uh, we love the things that you do. Keep making pinball machines. It's only going to help the hobby. Um, the next up, the final one, uh, I met up with, uh, uh, this wasn't Alec. No, this was Robin um, from the Electric Playground. T-E-P-P, the electricplaygroundpinball.com is their website. Uh, they're making these new fancy toppers. Um, they're one of the aftermarket companies that's doing it and crushing it. Their Twilight Zone topper is amazing. It's got a little marble that comes and rolls out of the gumball machine. And they are launching their uh, Godzilla topper. It's been a long day. 
Godzilla Supper finally Saturday tomorrow morning at noon. There's going to be 15 of them available if you want to get them. Various trim levels and accessories and things. We're going to talk about that right now. Back again, the interviews keep coming here at the mobile recording studio. I'm here with Rob Brath from the Electric Playground, purveyor of the best in acrylic-based pinball toppers. Rob, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. So the folks will know you, of course, from that awesome Twilight Zone topper, the one with the marble that comes out of the gumball machine and goes down the habit trail. Love it. Yeah, man. We're, we're kicking them out. We got a bunch of orders coming in. We're currently in our third batch on that. Uh, so we're, we're shipping all those by the end of the year, taking a few more here at the show and Always great feedback. Had uh, Gary Stern come by and give it a peep, so that's always exciting. Gare Bear, yeah. Gare Bear. Did he push the button and let the marble come out? You know, you know. I think there was a little bit of uh, some people interacting, and he was just observing quietly, but uh, he was uh, he was he was watching intently. The ball was moving. <laughs> Did he give you like the silent nod of approval? Hey, man. Hey, you know, Seth was there too. I think they're like, hey, you know, these guys, these guys got something going on. Let's it's see a, what they got. It's like a hot little tear. A single tear <laughs> comes out like. My boy, you've uh, made it. Stern's remake in Twilight Zone. You heard it here first. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> this is my second time seeing the Twilight Zone topper in person. Yeah, and it is yeah. impressive with that little blinky eyeball you got and like yep. the depth of field of all the cutouts and everything you've got included in there. Yep. And I love the kinetic frenzy yeah. of that ball that comes out, man. Yep, yeah. Yep. It's it's cool. I mean, I, I, as far as I know, we're the first to do a habit trail on the top of a topper, and that's a big wow factor. And like with the, the genesis of that was – the most packed machine in pinball, historically speaking, and how do we make the most packed topper? And it, it's it's a feat. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the perspective of you know being down in the player's position, seeing it, it's even better than just on a shelf. You know, yeah, uh, with the all-seeing eye. But well, we're not here just to talk about the, how cool the Twilight Zone topper is because Godzilla's around the country. They're a little cold and frosty on top of their back boxes, and you've got something for us. We need some action on top of that Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. So, man, I, I took a look at this thing in person again today, and it's yep. like it, it's just nothing but light-up screens and, and a UFO that rises in the distance, and it interacts with the game in interesting ways. Totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. So, so you're ready to start taking public orders on this again like tomorrow morning, Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow at uh, at twelve central, uh, we got uh, the the second half of our batch. So this first batch, we always like to do these small, work out some of the kinks in terms of manufacturing. The product is done, the design is done. We appreciate the community's feedback on getting somewhere we're at. We've got fifteen for sale tomorrow. We've already hit our wait list. They've already got their fifteen. We split these half and half. Uh, it's uh, really cool. Uh, one of the key features here is this rising ufo that that unit is 979 and our base model is 879 you can check it out on our website but the feedback has been awesome i mean you know like you said these are acrylic based toppers but there's a lot of depth to this thing i mean when you see it in person what what do you what's your interpretation yeah yeah i mean yeah. i mean it's stacked there's that depth of field this was the first time like seeing it in person with the the functioning ufo and like yep. like how smooth that action is as it rises up there and it yep. comes up higher than i would have <laughs> expected too you know and it's like oh Dude, that's awesome watching it pop up. I was totally. looking at the crowd. We were playing with the the demo buttons there, and it popped up, and I saw people like, oh, wow. It, it's it's really a cool. wow moment. It, it might not be a ball moving on the habit trail, but it, it's a wow moment for people. This thing has 14 points of interaction in it. So, like, we're actually monitoring 14 different points on the machine via optical sensors, and we're communicating that to you, and we're showing you key gameplay elements. So, like, I get there's a lot of options out there, and you can put a big glowing head on the top. But if you want something that like really leans into the gameplay, like you're going to get a completely different experience from this topper. Yeah, yeah, because there's uh you know there's boxes of lights out there, and you know they sit there and they look you know okay, 
Um, you know, but this is the interactivity is what really took me. So besides just the lights and, and the acrylic itself, like, like there's a, you know, do you have like boards in this thing too? We do. Yeah. So there's actually a node board in this. I know us Storm fans out there know that term. So we've node got a board. node board. We got a node board that is basically mounted under your play field connected to frankly, a, another node board there in the sense of it's, it's mounted directly beside it. And we're monitoring those lights and it's communicating with the topper. So there's a lot of tech in this one. Um, that is, is giving you some advanced, you know, communication. So, you know, when you're playing that 45 minute Godzilla game, which many of us do, and you need to take a break and reflect on the progress you've made to destruction, you can look at that topper and it's going to help you kind of understand where you're at, which is, which is a cool part of it. Cause most of us, you know, we're playing, playing by ourselves and yeah, that reinforcement. <laughs> and I mean, and that, that's like the, the, you know, the ingenuity that like I can't replicate with just a box of lights on top of my machine, you know, like having that, you know, interactivity in the way that it tracks along with what you're doing and the, 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 the future proofing expandability of totally. this device. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we're showing off at the show. We've got four, uh, uh, resin, uh, building models that Sleel is doing. He's, if you guys are in the Godzilla community, you may know some of his stuff. Um, those can be added on. So if, if your thing isn't just acrylic and you like the modeled stuff, we're working on that. You mentioned some screens earlier. We're showing our Conqueror upgrade, which is actually we're going to be doing a, a resin uh, model that goes on the front. This is add-on later with four screens, and you're going to get even more interactivity. So this is a modular thing. We're both supporting external uh, modifiers as well as doing some of our own mods ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you can kind of you know pick your level of involvement. You know, Are you good with the, 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 the vanilla out of the case? Add your UFO on there, customize it as you as you want to down the road, and you know the support will be there. You know, totally. I mean, so many so many of us have made this Godzilla our own, so like we wanted to expand that into this topper as well. Yeah, yeah. So last time I had you on the uh, podcast, I was talking about you know you know what about future ideas and things, and you know of course I've got ten other machines that I'd love to see your concepts yeah, for. But you're yeah. mentioning that there's you know like a hundred hours of design work that goes yeah into coming so, up with one of these. So we did a panel actually uh, last night, and we the whole format was like vote uh, for 15 or 20 minutes on what machines you would like to see us do, and we'll talk about those ideas. So we we had a couple come up. Um, I think what we, we talked a lot about Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, we talked about Adam's Family, which is a really cool conversation because it's like, well, you know, every one of them came with a topper, but a lot of them are broke, and a lot of them don't look great, and it's this classic machine just like – you know, yeah. Twilight Zone. I wonder where you would go with Adam's family. I mean, would you seek to kind of replicate in a more three-dimensional form that original? Uh, yeah, that that was topper? kind of where we as a group kind of ended up. So, so you know, the Adam's family's got the building, the, the, the house on the back, and then the, the topper is like the very tippy top, and then the clouds. And it's a little bit interactive, but it's not blow-your-mind interactive. And if you think about, like, uh, Elvira and that house, the top that spins, you've, yeah. you've seen that, it's badass, right? Oh, of course. So... I mean, imagine just like remaking that and, and making it better, mm-hmm. and that that was a key piece of the idea for that one. Yeah, and there's yeah. So, there's so many aspects of the gameplay mechanistically too that you know, kind of like the thing hand that comes down, sure, the sure. read bookcase that slides out of the way, and so if you could have that replicate on the top or two in concert with the the mechanism on the game field, I mean, you know. Definitely. I'm already I'm already brainstorming some ideas. Yeah. So so the cool thing about Godzilla for us is like you know I mentioned these 14 points of interaction you know tech tech tech, but we're 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 building out things where we can make this easier for us to build things in the future. So like making these things work, it's really exciting to be a part of this community and and, and also just being at Expo, 
you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta make yourself go to these shows, but we're meeting all these amazing people and collaboration is such a cool space to be in. Yeah. And I don't think there's a better venue to put this thing out there and like watch the public zone interaction, yep. you know, cause that's a, a level of objectivity that you can't replicate, you know, back home in St. Louis. Right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've got our, our local fans, but I mean, there's only so many people in this world doing this stuff, but the people that are doing it are so passionate along with the community. So it's, it's great. So is this a uh, noon central time? The, these are going, yeah, noon, are going noon central, uh, again, only 15. These are going to all ship by December 15th. And then we're going to do more of course. Um, but, uh, these are our, our core people, uh, and they're going to, you know, the biggest thing we're getting back from them too, is like, you know, how is the installation manual work? Like, is it easy? How can we make it easier? Kind of like take it slow in that sense. So, uh, Design is done, but you're going to get your final product. Nothing's going to change about that. But uh, we're we're really appreciative for our our first customers for sure. Nice, yeah. And I, I think I brought this up when I we were on the podcast last time. Um, you know, if I get this thing in box, you know, December fifteenth, it shows up. Um, how long is it going to take me to go through the install first time? Yeah, it's about 30, 45 minutes. Um, the box is really cool. We haven't uh, debuted that. We're big on our boxes. Oh, nice. Like they're fully printed. This one's pretty cool. Uh, it, it leans into the Godzilla destruction. Um, so I'm excited about that, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's no like soldering or cutting or anything like that. So it's, it's interesting to have so much interaction, but not really like mess with anything. The power of the node board. The power of the no board. <laughs> and these and these are made in the U.S. then? You make them local? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of parts made overseas, but mm. we're building these in the U.S. We're building these in St. Louis. Uh, we've got a team of, of four guys, a combination of family, uh, local people that have done this before, even a, a pinball pro is part of our team. Uh, our Twilight Zone toppers, are. we're getting to the point now where they're about maybe eight or nine hours to assemble. Godzilla is quite a bit less. It's a, it's a, it's a more affordable product. There's less involved. Uh, but it's got a lot more tech built into it. For yeah. sure. I definitely mentioned before, I don't own a Twilight Zone. Not that I'm against the idea, but I, I kind of want this topper just on its own. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> and, we and people do, have done that. We do. We, we've, we've had quite a few sales. Um, man, there's this black and white Twilight Zone. On oh, the floor. it is. Be- would you do a black and white? Great American of your pinball. Great. I'm not even I we're already under NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Say no. So, so let's just speculate in the future. Uh, say next year when there's another limited edition of Godzilla, the black and white edition. I the mean, bla- the black and white lizards kiss edition. That may be a complimentary topic. Guys, like this black and white Twilight Zone is incredible. Like Fire. the workmanship, and then also like you know a lot a lot of folks haven't really watched a lot of Twilight Zone. I certainly haven't, but it was a black and white show. Yeah. So it just makes sense. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it's it's elegant in its simplicity. And I love it. Um, I love what you're doing. Uh, these things are going to fly out. I'm sure you're going to sell all these next 15 and yeah. then, you know, be on to the next. And yeah. I know you've got products, you know, down the road that we're going to see from you too. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're got two for next year that we're really excited about. One of them's in the bag. We're like, we're like the big pinball companies, right? The design's done. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready to go. <laughs> nice. No, it is. That one's done. Um, so that one's exciting and we just got to make time for it. It, it. We haven't done any limited toppers just because like we don't necessarily love that, but this, this particular one it's for a smaller run machine, so we may do something to where it's just like we're going to make these and be done with it. Okay. Uh, that one in particular, we're hoping people are really going to love for their bars and their their arcades. Perfect. Uh, speaking of, we actually debuted a new thing at the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the the pin caddy. No, what, what, what's your pin wing? Uh, pin wing. Pin wing. The pin wing. It what was a- it was called the P wing, which P wing. 
Mario, Mario yeah, 3. Oh, that's where, right where my head went, but I'm like, surely he doesn't mean the, the thing that gives you infinite flights about an entire level of Super Mario Brothers 3. That is what we all need in life. The P- I want some P-Wings, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, uh, this is uh, like uh, a, a thing that we made out of necessity for us because, one, we can do it, and, two, because we're, like, very ar- meticulous about our machines working on them. So, so, like, when you're working on your machine, which you're working on your machine if you got them yeah. at some point, right? Absolutely. There's the tools, there's the balls, there's the screws. Like, this stuff is all over the place. And we wanted something that would, like, help us keep that organized, but also there's beer involved. So there's, the, there's, this, a cu- there's a cup holder. <laughs> this, this, in essence, is, is a tool shelf for your game room, but it's disguised to look at something that's pretty awesome and also functional for beer and phone charging purposes. That's correct. So it's we are the electric playground, so there's some electricity involved. Uh, so basically, we're using a lot of the same materials that we're familiar with, you know, in building these toppers. We've got some really nice touch, you know, black matte acrylic. We've got these quarter-inch translucent fluorescent led strips in it it actually looks like a wing so that was a big part of the name but the the key functionality is you know you've got the drink holders you've got these separate compartments for for not not with drawers but like little spaces for holding your screws you've got the usb charger you've got places for the balls places for your tools um we've got a couple photos on our instagram I'm going to take a couple uh, of pictures of your out. display yeah. models you have because yeah. seeing them in person, like you, you're struck just right with what the functionality is. Yeah. This is something you can set your drink on, uh, set your screws down, grab your nut driver, um, a place to put your balls when you're taking them out of your machine to lift your play field, and you can put it on any, affix it to any vertical surface. And then the lights through the acrylic are attractive too. It's like it's almost underlit with LEDs, but with colors that come through and pop, like through the edge. So, you know, I'm all about that. Like someone hey. put plastic protectors on your shelves. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you you explain it well. You may be our first customer. This guy's I'm, like, I'm I want this. One, thing. I'm taking one with me for sure. <laughs> yeah. So this this it's cool because we're we're getting feedback from people and uh, they're liking it and we think it's gonna be really cool and we wanted to do something that was like not game specific, right? Because it's awesome to make this game specific stuff, but it'd be cool to like build a community. We we kind of did that with our with with a couple other things we've done, just trying to build community and product and hopefully solve some people's challenges. Yeah. Heck to the yeah. Yeah. All right, man. That, that's, thanks for the great roundup. We got this game going live for sales tomorrow, the game, the topper for the game. Yep. Good. And it's almost like I've been at Pinball Expo for 48 hours nonstop. <laughs> Exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to get out that we didn't get out yet? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be here with you. Uh, hit up our website. It's T-E-P Pinball. There's two Ps, the Electric Playground Pinball. Uh, the, it's good. The, right at the top of the page, you're going to see a link to the product. It's 12 o'clock uh, Central tomorrow, and we hope you get in. And uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to getting feedback and getting this people's hands. Perfect. I'm going to go shoot some photos of some pin wings. Awesome. Please. <laughs> and we'll get that up on the yeah. site. Rob, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to come by. Appreciate we're shaking it. hands virtually here yes. through, the, through the power of radio. All right. Thank you so much, man. Thanks so much to all of my interview people from today. I'll see if I can get even more tomorrow. Um, everybody else I haven't got to, it's not due to lack of trying. It's due to lack of time. Um, we're having great fun here. The, the final day is coming up. Everybody that's come up to me and said, thank you, dude, Don, I, I listened to your podcast. I enjoy it. Um, you guys are great. Um, I think I met a kid named Ethan today, or uh, I want to shout out him. Make sure you got his t-shirts. Thank you, buddy. Um, and even if it wasn't Ethan, everybody's an honorary Ethan. You know, if you're a youngster and you got t-shirts from me today, you were awesome kid. Gosh, it's been such a crazy, crazy day. Um, I want to shout out everybody else. Bone Karens, what a cool guy, man. He's playing pinball with me. He's killing it, but like funny. Like he's, he's a funny guy. 
Um, I like that, uh, you know, Zach Many ran into him today. Uh, we had some good times. Everybody's been just great, and, and we're just going to keep it going. So more fun will come in tomorrow. I'll try to do another episode again at the end of Saturday. Tomorrow is the Pinball Olympics, so look forward to the live streams. If you're not already following on Facebook, it's a great way to get content as soon as I put it out. If I see something amazing, I try to throw it up right away. Um, I got more stuff coming today, so follow the Facebook page. It's a great way to do it. Follow the YouTube page, too, because I'm going to be doing more live streams and everything. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. It means the world, um, and you guys are great. Let's keep pinball going, man. Let's pinball. All right, later, everybody.